Oh well. With that being said, 大家好，欢迎到今天的 workshop。我非常期待听到呃更多有用的中国文化的信息。然后我可以跟你们说，昨天晚上我不是。跟你们说了，我参加了一个活动嘛，我记住了今跟我们说的一些东西，然后我用了它。比如说，我跟大家开始 networking 的时候，我故意的去说了一些 personal 的事情，比如说你老家在哪里，呃，然后你你你在这里有孩子吗？什么的，就就更 personal 都跟他们沟通，然后我觉得那个效果还还蛮不错的，所以。我很期待今天再学一些有用的 ideas。OK， 就给交给你了。OK， let's see.、So. All right, so I'm not going to go through this again because we went through it last time. These are the things in a typical 自我介绍 the things that you may want to do. We're just going to skip that real quick.、Um, again, everything's based on this book. So today, I want to talk about. The psychology of cross-cultural communications between、um, a Chinese person and a non-Chinese person. This is what we really need to understand if we were, if we really want to hone the skills that we're trying to develop as far as how effectively we communicate. So, what we are experiencing, what are we experiencing when we are communicating across cultural differences? 心理学 psychology. So I'm gonna just open it up.、Um, when you're communicating across cultural differences, and you're an American or a non-Chinese person, what are the psychological things that you're experiencing when you communicate with someone in China? Again, I have a very specific answer, but I'm curious to hear where your mind is at when you try to. Have some self-awareness of your own psychology. Does anybody want to give an answer? What are what do we experience, or what do you experience psychologically when you're communicating across cultural differences, and your counterpart is a Chinese person? That's what you're you're experiencing. No, no. Like for example, you feel that you're intimidated. So those. Those, Michael, are things that I would call. Those are the specifics, the tactics, and the strategies when communicating. But what are what what do you think we're experiencing? What are you experiencing psychologically? So again, that's a that's a very very good tactic, and it, it demonstrates a high level of cultural awareness, which is also very important. What I really wanted to get at, and perhaps I asked the question incorrectly, is. Oh, Michael! Before I go to before I go to answer, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So what I try to do is I try to help us as foreigners prepare psychologically for the things that are going to frustrate us. All right. So a lot of things are going to frustrate us when we're negotiating across these cultural differences, and one of the ways to prepare for that is to is to kind of understand to kind of frame. The behavior of your counterparts. So my answer to this question, and I think I wrote about it in the book, is that we are experiencing art of war tactics. So anybody who has ever done business in China, the way to frame 
when people, for example, you ask a question and people are silent. You you ask people why something went wrong, and they give you an excuse, or you're negotiating and they're being very vague and they're saying outlandish things or they're saying nothing. The general response that Westerners have is they get very very frustrated, especially when Chinese people are non-committal. But if you reframe their behavior as they're just using art of war tactics, then it becomes a game. And instead of being emotionally、uh, affected by their response, you start to play their game. That's why I say, you know, learn how to play the play and win the Chinese game, the China game inside the Chinese arena. The rules are different. The psychology is different. The The, the the factors that influence you emotionally are different, but once you understand the context, then you're much more likely to succeed. So I call it art of war tactics that are that your counterpart may have never even read the art of war, but it's some of that behavior is so deeply ingrained in Chinese culture that they will be using those tactics either consciously or subconsciously. And of course, art of war tactics is Sun Tzu Bing Fa. And the thing that we need to be aware of is when we're communicating with Chinese people, we're going to experience something called 心理打击 We're going to get frustrated. We're going to get annoyed. We're, we may even get angry. That's the most typical response that I get when, in a business context, I hear people describe their experience communicating or negotiating with Chinese people, and. Instead of, but obviously they're blaming the Chinese people. But emotionally, they have a sense of and when we start to experience sense of communicating across cultures because they don't communicate the same way, they don't have the same priorities and expectations as we do, and they may have as、um, is that is that Giza said that, or I don't remember as other Michael said that they already have an opinion of us that might be negative. So how do we overcome that? All right. So the negative effects, 坏处副副作用恶性循环 and 恶化 How do you prevent a negotiations or a conversation from escalating out of control? All right. My answer to that is in the book. These are the ten chapters of the Chinese honeymoon period. This is what I call a roadmap to more constructive communication patterns in China. If you talk to the same people, like you have a Chinese employee, and every time you ask them about why something went wrong, they make an excuse, and you can never make inroads on finding what the real cause of the situation is, and get into what are the lessons learned, how do we make changes to improve. You can't ever get to that because as soon as you say something went wrong, they start to make excuses. That is a communication pattern that you can change, and the way to change that is to. Really、uh, understand the ten Chinese cultural concepts that we're going over now. Right now, we're going over number three, and ultimately, if you frame the China game inside the Chinese arena as how do you fight art of war tactics that are being used against you, the way to do that is you have to make a mindset adjustment, siwei, an attitude adjustment, xintai, and you have to change your approach, fangfa. These are the things. These are the variables that you can manipulate in order to achieve a different outcome when you're doing business in China. 
And this is the psychological warfare that you have to do both with yourself and with your counterpart when you're doing business in China. Because whether they do it consciously or subconsciously, everything they do is trying to gain that li'i advantage. Okay? But the tactics that they use can only be translated as art of war tactics. To make you frustrated is the tactic uh, that will create an advantage, right? To get you, uh, you know, one of the things that works so well, and 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 I think as Westerners, sometimes when I explain it, they they feel that it's foolish. They're they, they've been fooled. Is information is power, and the Chinese are often very vague and non-committal in their answers when you ask them, well. Is this something that you can agree with? Is this terms that you can accept? And they'll generally give a very vague, non-committal answer. And what usually happens when a Chinese person in the negotiations gives a vague and non-committal answer, the Western, the Westerner, will get more specific and give more details and offer more information. So the Chinese person is just the less I say, the more information I get, the more I know about you, the more I know what your bottom line is. So I'll just keep on being vague and non-committal, and just until you offer me your best deal, and, and and that's art of war tactics that are being used against you in the negotiations. All right, knowing what to say doesn't mean you know what to say in Chinese. So uh, before we get into chapter three, any questions or comments about the psychological aspect of doing business in China?